Oh! Oh, hello. All right, let's do this one last time. Warning. Marvel and R&D contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended. As I told you a long time ago. Go fuck yourself. I got invitations right here. Enough for everybody. Are you ready? I was born ready, motherfucker. You Spider-Man, given a job to do. I played the long game, Mr. Castle. That's my secret, Captain. On the roof! So many snacks, so many can die. We're in the end game now. He looks like an asshole. He's a criminal, that's who he is. I am. Well, that's just as fascinating as the first 89 times you told me that. What is up, everybody? It's time once again for Marvel on RMD Secret Invasion Edition. I am your host, the one and only Bobby D. In, in the studio with me, as always, are David. Hello. And Steven. Yo. This week, we will be breaking down, I guess, what we would call the mid-season finale if we are breaking down normal te- television shows. Oh, yeah? Episode three. Now, I think I'm just going to get to the end. Because it's probably the most important thing to talk about, in my opinion. Uh, how long has Rhodey been a scroll like here? Like, is that what we're? Are we under the assumption that he is, could have been under control for a while, or wh- what are your guys's theories here, David? Well, it seems like he's probably been a scroll from scroll from for a while because Jerry's wife made it, it the conversation between them made it sound like she knows that Rhodey has been a scroll because especially when Rhodey says, no, you're not going to talk to him. You're talking to me now. So I'm thinking he's been a scroll for a while, which really, I don't know, changes the game when it comes to kind of like, especially the thoughts of like uh armor wars, if that ever comes to fruition, Oh, it's going to be a movie now. So it does this play into armor wars because is that the whole point? Like Brody has been a scroll this whole time. Well, the real Rhodey shows up. Where is the real Rhodey? (laughs) Tied up in some. uh, Was the real Rhodey ever real? Did real Rhodey lose his legs or did scroll Rhodey lose his legs? That's what I was trying to figure out, especially when I wanted to know if you guys ever noticed, did this Rhodey ever walk with like any limp because remember we know that Rhodey was going through the last time before this, we saw him, he was healing up still. So if he's just walking around all normal, then we could probably say, well, maybe this isn't the Rhodey we he know from still, Avengers infinity infinity. Yeah. He was still wearing mech leg attached. <laughs> my special legs, <laughs> my special yeah. legs. Mama, mama said these are my special legs. Yeah. Braces. He didn't have that on when he was in his duty blues. <laughs> so <laughs> they they weren't rags. They weren't rag. And we know that. And we know that basically the the scrolls at this point have taken over a ton of people in the higher ups in the government. All levels. Yeah, I feel like we're gonna have a matrix scene where they're just all batteries. Hmm. <sighs> that would be really creepy. But like, I feel like if I was to end the show, cause I don't, I honestly, I don't think in three episodes, we're going to get any kind of conclusion. I think it's just going to get worse. Yeah. I don't think you can sum this up nice and neat 
Um, it, it's more of an advancement of a storyline yeah. going into the, the 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 Secret Wars, right? Sure, seems that way. Well, I think that basically it's probably going to come to an ending for Nick. It has to come to that. That has to be. I don't think Nick Fury is going to be continuing after the series. Do you guys think that he's probably continuing? If there's a paycheck this? in it, it's, it's, <laughs> he'll, he'll then, be doing yeah, it. <laughs> he would do it if there's a paycheck in it. But I mean, like by all accounts, we know Samuel L. Jackson isn't signed on for anything else past this. Right. Well, I mean, I, I, I can, it's, it, it is one of the most interesting things that they did and kind of, I, I, what are the ramifications going forward? Because again, Cheadle is due to be starring in Armor Wars, you know, which is supposed to be the, the whole War Machine story, which allegedly Punisher could be in. Yeah, you know, we've heard, heard that so many different like rumors when it comes to it. But to find out that this man could be an alien this whole time, like, it, it's like uh, okay. I don't know what we're getting at here. And then you start thinking about back in episode two, when he's letting them go, um, you know, does he know he's running back to his wife to set him up at this point? Um, You'd think because dude, we're dealing with twist upon twist in this series. I've noticed that out of all the series, me and you have seen Bobby so far in Marvel. This is the one that has the most, like uh, we have a spy. We have, we have a spy infiltrated it's, people. On, well, I, you what, don't know who to trust. And, and I think that's what's really working for the show is it puts us as the audience in the same shoes as fury of not knowing who you can trust. And then those people that you may have trusted your entire life with your closest, deepest, darkest personal and professional secrets could very well, you could have been duped. So again, if, if he can be duped, the spy of all spies, then what does that say for the rest of humanity? If, yeah. if, if the Nick Fury cannot suss these people out. Although I do get a sense that there is, I think he still trusts his wife after everything because he knows that she, he, he knows that she's a scroll. Yes. I mean, it's I think that was really the, obvious that basically he knows, oh, who are you talking to? Is it something that I need to know about? And you, that, that banter, I love that banter between him and his wife because Fury knows, Fury knows that she's a scroll. So it wouldn't surprise him if she's dealing with Gravik and everybody and all the scrolls that are all over the place now at this point. And part of me says, <laughs> part of me says the only other person he would trust is Talos. That's it. It's certainly leaning that way. I mean, within the, even though, with, even man, within that the, is a really, that, that relationship is just toxic. It, it is. It is. But how much of that toxicity is because of Nick and how Nick is as a person, uh, you know? No, it's very true. I mean, I, I, I was laughing this episode, the dialogue between Talos and Fury was at the best. Oh, I agree. Because it had me just laughing every single time because it, went from spy show to buddy cop show to comedic buddy cop show because like both of them obviously like each other. They both can't stand each other. Mm -hmm. And like my favorite part of the entire episode was like Nick Fury screaming at Talos. Oh, thank you. Tell thank you, Nick, for saving my life. You're welcome. Talos. <laughs> and it's like, it's that sarcasm that I'm like, yeah. like they just hit it off just perfectly in this episode. But it even within the scroll community, they don't even 
know amongst themselves who they can trust. They're all... Uh, they all don't trust each other. Well, they all... There's a lot of double agents within <laughs> within the, the midst can't of triple the... triple stamp, double stamp. Correct. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I again, I I think the the roadie aspect is an interesting thing, oh but God, I also think it was, and it's very subtle too because it's not like a a, a smack you in the face. It, it took me a second to actually realize. Wait a minute, that's roadie. But is it legitimately a good thing, or was this a hail mary at the end to keep people intrigued to talk about it? Because the episode itself was in my opinion mediocre it was it was very plain it was a plain jane episode like there was nothing out of it that stood out of it other than the fact that okay uh, we we have a a double spy situation and or you know um and then roadie yeah and that the the wife is a scroll and that nick knows and then you have the moment that we think gaia dies yeah where i still say i don't believe it it seems that to not give her as an actor more opportunity because she is a big name seems very unlikely odd. that she's she's dead. I wanted to pass this on to you guys because I thought I thought about this idea. I don't think we're going to see any major superheroes. So Fury, obviously Gravik is a super scroll at this point. He has all four powers. He is the quote. Well, we know he has extremists. He has extremists, but he's obviously a super scroll. Yeah. I he, honestly he would have done it to himself first. I honestly think Fury's going to need someone to deal with that because there's no way Fury has the power to deal with someone like a no. super scroll. So I'm thinking that Gaia turns out to be alive because she turned herself into a super scroll. When she realized it from the computer. Yeah. And then that that's why I was like thinking, she probably is. She probably has the extremist. She got shot. Well, we all know that the extremist will easily heal that. And it gives Nick someone to at least deal with Gravik in the end because he needs someone with superpowers. And I don't think we're going to see people with superpowers. I, I, it's an interesting theory and I would buy that. And also again, if Rhodey is actually captured, and they they free him. I could see that as another option with Stark Tech, you know, with Stark Tech and War Machine coming and War in. Machine coming in. I I I don't know. It, it it's just it's an interesting like mix of emotions again for me because I I don't know what this episode did for me. And I, I try not to put too much of my opinion on it, but I, in watching it, I just was like, okay, it was, it, it, again, out, outside of a few moments, it was very forgettable. I thought the, you know, the scene, you know, where we have the conversation, um, I'm drawing blank now, you know, uh, where they're getting the tea. Oh, with Talos and, uh. Um, graphic. Yeah. And, and I, I it, like in my head, like I remember seeing that scene in like the previews and thinking that it was going to yeah. be some kind of like overly intense scene. And, and the, the acting between the two were good and, you know, keep my daughter's name out of your mouth and everything else. Like it was there, 
But in the end of it, I was just like, I don't know if I like, I expected more out of that, or maybe I just, it, it, I, I don't know. Like it, I it, think it was good, but it didn't like do anything for me. It was like, oh, and, and maybe it's because I saw it in the trailer. <laughs> well, it's also because like, I think now this is my opinion on the story so far. The one thing that has taken away from at least the story that is Nick Fury and the whole scroll invasion is this side story of Talos and Gaia where it's just kind of like, it's, it's just there. And to have that conversation of graphics and Talos center around that story, that the importance between them is Gaia. And it had nothing to do with Nick had nothing to do with what the scrolls were doing. It solely was Talos going there and telling Gravik, Hey, hands off my daughter. Don't drag her into this. I will kill you. <laughs> and I agree with you, Bobby. It's kind of one of those scenes that I liked because the acting was good. Delivery was good, but because it's tied to the storyline of Talos and Gaia, away from Nick Fury because Nick Fury has nothing to do with the storyline. It's, it's kind of just there. And that kind of takes away from the scene because I'm, I'm with you. I mean, the first time I ever saw the scene was in the trailer and I was like thinking, Oh, there's going to be epic. Gravic is going to the, you have all these scrolls pop up in, in the cafe and surround this one character. Obviously there's going to be a fight. There was no fight. And that's the big thing about this series too, is like I've been hearing is like people have been saying there hasn't been these big fight scenes that you'd expect. Yeah. Got three episodes. That's the thing though. It's taking more. It's taking halfway through the series to get to a big fight scene. And, and, and again, it's, it's weird to compare it to something like a, a Jack Ryan that is out right now. So where we, you know, you do see a lot more, gunplay fight scene type scenarios like there's a little more action involved in it you know and and you're dealing with a show that is very similar in the the spy culture you know um corrupted government etc yeah you know what i mean that it goes along with the same kind of themes that we have now and i think when you deal with marvel you're always looking for something and other than what three four people getting shot this week trying to think Let's see. There was there was a uh, Gaia. Guy got shot. The the two or three guards. Two or three guards. The one guy got shot. That uh, they tried to get the passcode from. Yeah, that's four. But it wasn't anything spectacular. It was like a sh- a, a a blood packet in a shirt getting shot. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and again, maybe I'm looking for too much. But I think at this point, when you're halfway through. And none of our act like we haven't had an action and I don't expect Nick Fury to go hand to hand combat with people. Um, they, that's not what I expect because we're looking at what is basically a broken down old man at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I don't know if I just thought there would be a lot more going on, especially when you kind of set it up with that opening chase scene going in episode one. Um, that there was a lot more going on and it, it, it's slowed down a ton for me. The one thing I, I, I'm curious, though, is like, 
from the get-go, we've been saying that this series, this is what we expected for a spy film. Uh, now the question becomes, what is your guys' definition of a spy film then? Because I could see people thinking spy film and they think Mission Impossible. They think, you know, James Bond, action. You're going to have those action sequences. When I think, when I was thinking of spy film, I'm thinking classic spy film. Like, you know, as funny as it sounds, going all the way back to North by Northwest. I was going to say Hitchcock. Hitchcock, stuff like that. Yeah. And I consider that, I was expecting, for me, I was expecting that. Because when you say spy film, I think film noir. I think it, I has, think a, I think it has a very Hitchcock-y kind of feel to it in, in that, like I said, we're always, as the audience, we're trying to piece the puzzles together, or the puzzle pieces together, just like Nick is. But we get to see even more than what Nick gets to see as a oh, yeah. character, but which that, actually makes it even worse for us as an audience compared to Nick, because we have more cards on the table that we can see, and it, it's making us question ourselves. That makes it me take it even further and say, do you think that Marvel fans were expecting a spy film like this, or were they expecting a spy film like Mission Impossible? You know, James I don't Bond. think I don't think even based on. I think based on the trailers, potentially, I think some of the secondary marketing material where they played up more like, you know, you don't know who's who. But like we said last week, I think a lot of people probably just want to come in and see a lot of beat em up and you're not getting much beat em up. You're not getting a beat em up. And it's even more, it's even more noticeable in this episode. <laughs> and it's, yeah. And it's very dialogue centric. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I just think in my head when you talked about, we talked about a million plus scrolls, like, and I, I wonder if Nick Fury is the problem. What do you mean the problem? I, I, I'm, I'm just trying to think if like we separated Nick from this and it was just about the scrolls and how they've like infiltrated the system. And we had weekly episodes of like the scrolls are this and that led to secret wars. That would be, I think you, you're, you're onto something there. You're onto something there because like it's then secret invasion is less of a personal story. And, and you're it's not, more of how they've infiltrated. Yeah. How they infiltrated. The invasion. How, how, well, they, I think, how they invaded the world. I, th I think it, you can't separate Fury from it because Fury's responsible for what's happened. Mm -hmm. He's the one who 30 years ago made these deals and everything in the first place. This is his problem. He created it. It's now his job to rectify it. Whether yeah, that's his personal belief that he has to fix it, he just hasn't overtly expressed it through dialogue saying, I have to fix this. But regardless, as a character, he created this problem of the scrolls being here. I think also Bobby's bringing up a good point is like it, it probably would have been better if they showed the ramifications I think of, we, of us. I think then, we will see those ramifications yeah. before the end of the series. And I don't think this is setting up Mar the Marvel so much as it's setting up um, bigger wars, Secret not wars? No, armor wars. Ar oh, you think armor wars? Will I think it's setting up armor wars and what the fallout from this is going to mean for going full tilt into armor. Who are they fighting against in armor wars? The only possibility is either there it's the fallout from this or what's his name? Um, 
from Iron Man 2. Uh, God damn it. Whiplash? No, no. no, no, the, no. Like, uh, hammer. Hammer. Yeah. Hammer Industries. Hammer Industries, yeah. I think I think you're on to the... Uh, I think it is going to be... Armor Wars is going to be probably bleeding out from this. But there is something that's just nagging in my brain that basically I think this is going to tie more to Secret War. Because there's something... It is bugging me up to this point in three episodes out of six. Nick Fury has not stated why the hell did he just disappear on everybody? Everyone's telling you, telling him this is the problem. You just disappeared. And never once has Nick Fury said, this is why I disappeared. And I'm waiting for the big reveal of that. And I, uh, uh, this part of my brain is like saying the reveal is going to tie into secret war. Well, so here's the deal, though. Before we even get to Secret Wars, that's three years off. Before oh, we three years? Before we even get there, we've got Captain America Brave New World. That's next year. Um, About a, a month and some change, or a year and a month away, let's say. Thunderbolts. Blade, which will have no impact whatsoever. No impact whatsoever. Deadpool, which who the fuck knows what they're going to do with Deadpool. <laughs> Fantastic Four. You'd think, I, just as a comic book fan, I thought that this would right. actually be tied to the Fantastic Four. And before you even get to Secret Wars, you have the Kang Dynasty, which means we have to pull in all the multiversal elements of Kang, provided that... They recast them. Provided <laughs> that something <laughs> happens in that situation. That all happens before we even get to Avengers Secret Wars. I don't think this is teeing something that far no, out. No, you, you got a point because I didn't realize that it's that far away. Yeah, and if, if, if it's, it's going to be Kang Dynasty and then a year later, Secret Wars. And so what's the next one that's coming up? Next the one very next film is Captain America Brave New World. And Loki is the next series. And Loki yeah. is the next series. And we know that Loki is not going to tie into this. I mean, I don't... I, I wouldn't be surprised, but I think it I still has to, I think that still has to tie back into the whole Kang situation Kang situation. And I think that's going to be later. I mean, but again, we got a lot of stuff between right now and then that I don't think there's a direct connect. Is armor war still even on the docket? Let me look up and see. Because if Armor Wars is taken out... Because it was supposed to be a series, and then they upgraded it. Yeah, because Disney was losing money on the series. They didn't want to do anything that big in a television show. Um, It says... Absolutely nothing of merit on the official... I mean, we know okay. that the cast is Don Cheadle and the writer... We know the writer... Um, that's all we know right now. Yeah. As of three weeks ago, Marvel put out something June 13th, basically. And that's when I think when they renamed Captain America, the brave new world from new world yeah, order, yeah. new world order. And yeah. it says Captain America moved to 726 Thunderbolts moved to 1220, 2024 blade to 14, 2025. Untitled Deadpool movie five three twenty four Fantastic Four uh, moved to five two two thousand twenty five. Uh, 
the Kang stuff, 5-1, and Secret Wars is now 5-7-2027. Christ. <laughs> it, okay. It, it makes you rethink what anything is, what is, what is this show doing? No, it does. It, it absolutely is, it, does. Are, they, are we doing this show because it's in the can and we're going to have to try to remember what happened for the next four years? So here we go. Oh, that'd be horrible. So here's two pieces on armor, armor wars coming from one of the producers. When you're talking about a show that wants to be about seeing all the cool armors and, you know, Don Cheadle interacting with all these armors and sort of the legacy of Tony Stark that became kind of cost prohibitive to do as a show. Uh And so we realized as a feature, not only could we get into some of that beautiful imagery that is from publishing and there's certainly an armor wars run, but but also there's ways then to leverage the ideas of that movie and affect other movies down the line because of the movie tie-in. But then it goes on. Though Armor Wars currently has no release date, it was revealed at D23 in 2022 that it would be taking place after the events of Secret Invasion and will tie directly into that. Okay, so we know that Armor War will tie in to Secret Invasion. So I think this has to deal with Definitely Rhodey being a scrawl and we get the new, we get the real Rhodey shows up. Maybe, maybe Cheadle's 58. He looks really? great. Looks great. Yeah, I just yeah, had to look it up. I guess I never would have guessed. Don Cheadle's 58. How old is Samuel Jackson now? 104. <laughs> 104. 58. 2027. That is four years away. One boy's going to be in his, his early 60s when that thing comes out. Jackson is 74. Yeah, and, this is his last rodeo. <laughs> it, it goes back to aging workforce. I, I know yes. I bring it up a lot. No, no. But you don't think fair. about that, but you, you start looking at these actors like Samuel L. Jackson and, and Don Cheadle. I, I mean, I knew Don Cheadle was around for a while because, I mean, he was on, like, fucking Bernie Mac and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and yeah, shit like that. Yeah, he had that spinoff show that was supposed to be a spinoff from Fresh Prince that didn't happen. Uh, Booker? Pilot. I forget what the title it is. It was called Booker. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, 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 I'm on his wiki. Don't think I knew that. Just out of fucking... <laughs> um, but you, you know what I mean? You're talking about a dude that's been around since the late uh, 80s, early 90s. Yeah, that, that's how I knew he was o- older. Also, this explains probably also why there's not much action in this because, you know, no Is offense Steven to all style. Like, yeah. We're going to have to speed everybody up if they no, really fight. No offense to Samuel L, but I don't want him doing like, you know, wire work and real incorporated fight scenes. Oh, he won't. There's enough, his age. There's, no, he won't be doing none of that, man. It's all going to be a stunt double with prosthetic masks, just like Indiana Jones did. But I mean, hell, we got to Bobby's point. John Travolta, 69. Denzel, 68. Jamie Foxx, 55. Jamie Foxx is 55 years old. Yeah. Yeah. So by the time Jamie Foxx is in Spawn, he'll actually <laughs> might be dead himself. Um, well, yeah, that, who the fuck knows when that film is actually going to I always just love when I, I know this is a side fact, but you, you'll see like updates coming from Todd McFarlane. Spawn <laughs> is still in the works. Oh, I I saw it. I've had meetings about this and we have a great crew and we are still working through with Blumhouse. And then that's all he says. And that's all he yeah. says every single time. I saw one it's- yesterday from Blumhouse uh, that said, uh, 
you know, with the writers and producer strike, you Bobby, know, it's kind of like how he releases toys. It's we, he shows the toy before it ever comes out and then doesn't say anything else. And then three years later, <laughs> and then three years later, the toy comes out. <laughs> so, um, the, the time frame again for all this, it just brings up a lot of like questions of flow. Yeah. Because now that you, paint the picture right there for the timeline for Marvel. It's difficult for me to actually see, okay, what is the importance of secret invasion then? Unless they're just telling a one shot story about Nick Fury and the scrolls. It, I would have, I don't know how people are going to take that when they get to the ending and then there's nothing. We don't know if there's nothing. I mean, you could let Samuel this could be his last hurrah and that could be okay to let send him off in his own show. Essentially it is his show because mm. seven so he's 74, you know, you'd have to think they would start filming secret wars within the next year and a half ish. By the time secret wars comes out, he's going to be well, he's going to be basically Mr. Glass. Be, yeah. Now in a wheelchair, in a wheelchair. wheeled up. <laughs> Yeah. Um. I okay. So when when we again we think about timing and we think about how this wants to conclude, I'm really starting to feel like we need uh the empire ending here. That this just ends like on shit. I think it needs to. I agree. I think yeah. it needs to be somber. I think it needs to be something. Um that's impactful where it's like, holy shit, there's I, some I real almost, gravity to it. I, I, like I'm thinking of the matrix going, you know, when he goes to the architect or men in black, you know, where you see the screens of like everything that is going on in yeah. the background, like fury walks in and realizes how bad that the actual invasion Situation. is. Yeah. Like they're literally everywhere. They've controlled everything. And barring the Thanos situation and possibly the forthcoming Kang situation and, and Ultron, Ultron, arguably. But outside of those three situations, the scrolls have been controlling everything until shit got bad. Then they just kind of like dipped backed out. out. They backed out because I'm sorry, Thanos shows up. I, I have a feeling that scrolls are like going, you know what? We're going to just back well, away from him. And, and, yeah. And I feel like you have to somehow explain that when Hydra had secretly infiltrated shield and everything, how were the scrolls not aware of that? Well, you got to remember Talos did mention that Gravik has no idea what humanity can do when they're backed up and backed up against you know, a great amount of force. So how were they, if they had all these plants and all these different high levels, how would they not have been aware of either during or the aftermath of Hydra of Hydra? They would have, that just brings unless, up a big question. Unless yeah. they were a part, some of them were a part of Hydra or help. You know what I mean? Like maybe Hydra was, was a smoke screen. Well, they no, no, set you, you got to figure the whole invasion thing happened after 1995. Yeah. Say? Hydra was already around by then. Right. But if, if scrolls are taking a human form and infiltrating all these levels of government, not just our government, but world governments. Yeah. They're wouldn't going, they have known. They would have at least figured out like, Oh shit. Hydra's real. There's, they can change into anybody. 
it brings up a lot of questions, especially if Nick knew. Can you imagine if they you you have the reveal that Nick knew the whole time how everything was turning out? And yeah. then you get your your empire ending very somber because it's kind of like here's the last last quote unquote Avenger out of the first phase, and he. Well, it's like we said last time. If if all these things are possibly true, then it makes everything he's ever done hopeless, hopeless, and, and pointless. helpless. Yeah, it's like and pointless. Yeah, put all these people at risk for for what? Killed a bunch of his friends. It almost makes him somewhat like Captain America, who uh, you know, in that he has a strong compass. I don't want to say moral compass because his moral compass is questionable at times, <laughs> but at least a compass to always try to do it's got Jack Sparrow's he, compass, right? Yes. <laughs> to always try to do what he believes is right. Um, right by the people, even if it's horrible. The, right. The only, the only thing, the only saving grace of it is if the whole point of the Avengers just comes down to Fury knew Thanos was coming. I that even, was the big bad. I wouldn't even say maybe he even knew that he was coming, but could he have known other things? And you just never know with fury. Well, it brings, it brings into question. The one thing that I've always wondered about, like the infinity war infinity saga, Fury's nowhere to be found. If you actually see him, uh, when Thanos shows up, Fury's nowhere. Fury doesn't do anything. If Thanos took away half the world, wouldn't it have taken away half the scrolls? That too. Yeah, it took it took halfway half of the the known universe. It wasn't just Earth. The, Earth I'm just saying, it wasn't like uh, you know what I mean. I'm just starting to think here. Like, did now do these guys upset because they're they missed five years of their life now and they knew they're not protected and that's what turned them. But here's the thing though, Bobby, like it, it, it like, would that be a play? Well, you didn't yeah. protect us. You didn't protect us with the, the, the Hydra invasion. If we didn't know about it, you didn't protect us from Ultron. You didn't protect us from Thanos. You didn't protect us from Loki's invasion. The first, Oh yeah. Loki's the first invasion too. the first Thanos invasion, if you will, the actual Thanos invasion. Ultron, you, you done fuck all to give us a place of, to half live. Half of us ended up dying, and we still don't have our own world. And you don't have your own world. Well, they came back. They blipped it, back. It really makes a question about like who's the good guy? Who's, who's the, the good guy? guy? And also, what does this do for the legacy of the past Avengers and Nick Fury? So you always got to be careful because you yes, be you careful. are you're you are treading on the thing of like. Um, R. Kelly's music wasn't good enough to get over his accusations, but Michael Jackson somehow was. <laughs> if you want to use that as like a reference, <laughs> that's an interesting reference. Though, but right, like you know, they both did some fucked up shit, but Michael Jackson got a pass somehow. That is to some that is people. True. He had that is superior true. music it, because his, his <laughs> music library was better than R. Kelly's. Yeah, I mean, he was the king of pop. <laughs> and so R. Kelly was the 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 king of P. Like, it, yeah. Um, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's always weird when you see the repercussions. And I think we, we're going to deal with that in the movie because I saw a lot of articles this week that, you know, that, um, you know, a lot of the things that they were doing was making Iron Man three more relevant. Oh yeah. To the thing with the extremists, with stuff. extremists. um, you know, because it was one of those things like uh, that was honestly one of the only Iron Man things that I knew like back and forth, 
you know, when it came down to storylines, it was one of the ones that I like really look forward to. And it was kind of lackluster. And so the fact that they've brought it back in this is, you know, brought a bunch of people up going, Oh, you know, we like, you know, what is going on with it. And, and you wonder some of the things that they do here. And we saw that in Loki somewhat to where they, fixed and retconned somewhat some of the things that were done in the past they tried to make other things that weren't popular more relevant yeah and and but if they work this case that we find out that the the scrolls are doing this because they were done wrong by nick fury and the avengers are we ruining the sanctity of the other movies well so here's another interesting thing though um if Brave New World, you know, it got a title change. Yeah. Um, and if it's next on the docket, depending on where they go with this roadie situation and even Super Fury, Soldiers fighting Super Soldiers. Well, it could just, that Brave New World as a subtitle can take on a whole new meaning. That's where we get, we get the start of our new Avengers. Well, it's a brave, it's Captain America, Brave New World. That Brave New World means yeah. he knows that they're out there and he's fighting them. And yeah. he's fighting scrolls. He's fighting or scrolls. dealing with the fallout that Rhodey, one of the Avengers. Oh, forget Rhodey. Or I Nick mean, Fury. Everybody on top uh, in, in that is a top tier in the government. I mean, yeah, Rhodey is important, but if the president. Right, it's actually, a brave new world. If the president is actually found out to be a scroll, oh, that's a huge thing. I mean, uh, it's it's possible because why not have the super soldiers? You know, if they, I don't know who's been cast in it. I've got it in front of me. All right, um, who I'm, we got? Well, I mean, we got. Uh, uh, well, Harrison Ford is going to play Thunder Thunderbolt Ross. Ross. And he's going to be a Red Hulk. Red Hulk, yeah. Um, Seth Rollins. Um, they didn't. I don't think they've announced him. I'm I'm looking for big characters from Li- the past. Liv Tyler is coming back as Betty Ross, allegedly. Um, there's this guy. I his name is Tim Blake. No, he's playing Samuel Stearns. You know his face. Oh no, that's the leader. That's the leader from uh, the Hulk. Is it? Yeah. Samuel Stearns. He's the one that turns into the leader. Big green is, head. Is he? Cause that's the same guy that was cast in the incredible, the Hulk. incredible Hulk. Okay. Okay. And Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Anywhere. Who knows how that works? Yeah. Samuel L. is cast. So maybe he's not going to get sent off into the sunset. One maybe. day ago, Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark, AKA Iron Man making his return with Marvel's Captain America, Brave New World sources claim spotting him on set. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. So is that a flashback or is that, but, a, I mean, because that could be a flashback to in that towel. Samuel Jackson's in it too. Could be, could be, or it could be a scroll. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a scroll. A scroll of Steve Rogers, Emily Van Camp. Karen Carter will yes. be in Brave New World. Uh, Hugo Weaving apparently is in in Brave New World. Really, Carl, Carl? After he wouldn't come back for the other movies. Yeah, after he wouldn't come back for the other movies. But apparently, on the cast list on online, Hugo Weaving is listed here. Interesting. <laughs> Carl Lumbly, uh, that was the the original Super Soldier. Yeah, Isaiah. Yeah, Isaiah Bradley. Um, 
We're gonna get some Florence Pugh. We're gonna get uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, and there's As Valentina, and there's Hugo Weaving. But here's the thing. Okay, huh? How crazy would it be? Because I thought about this, and I'm thinking about also how it connects to the comics. But like, how crazy would it be in Secret, Inv- Secret Invasion? You find out so many people are scrolls, right? You find out the president is a scroll. He gets obviously the the presidency gets. Uh, de- uh, denied and you know probably gets removed from office because hey he's a scroll mm-hmm. <laughs> and what if we that's when we actually have President Steve Rogers because we know that that happens in Marvel Steve Rogers becomes President of the United States at one point and he's already old he's an old, uh, he's already an old man at this point would they though and if they if Chris Evans is spotted on set for Brave New World. Would it be crazy to see Steve President Steve Rogers? And that's probably what you were you were alluding to, Bobby, in the very beginning, is about like how Secret Invasion's gonna end on a somber note where we find out you can't trust anybody. There's so many people that were tied to the scrolls, they destroy you know, facets of our government at that point. And you have to have people come in, in a brave new world type of moment to pick up the pieces. That's where we can possibly get Steve Rod, president Steve Rogers. We can get, you know, Hugo weaving returning as the red skull. Do you know, do you know Seth Rollins is Hispanic? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Sorry. Yeah. His real name's Colby Lopez. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, never mind. Yeah, not 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 the not the most wrestler of names. Well, it's Colby just, Lopez. well he wrestled under Tyler Black for a second. Tyler Black. I wasn't really sure what his real name was. And then I saw him on the casting thing and I was like, Kobe Lopez. I was like, that's, <laughs> that's not Kobe Lopez. That's Seth Rollins. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, so they're bringing, uh, j- just reading here th- really quickly, the, they're bringing in a another Falcon as well. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that one guy that basically was his assistant. I did not know that. I mean, so it, it's going to be interesting if this, if if the New World Order it ties into this, like, as the next in the lineage of what they're doing here, I could see it working out that way. Again, we have our super soldier program to potentially fighting against super scrolls. Um, yeah, that'd be one hell of a reason to have to bring back uh, the super soldier serum hunt from a uh, Thunderbolt Ross. From Thunderbolt Ross. You know, he's got to protect the world from, from the super scroll invasion. And you have, you have a uh, cap coming back. You have Isaiah Bradley coming back. That's you have why, all the super soldiers coming. That's back. why I was looking. Um, I was looking to see who was cast uh, as it, just to see you know who they were bringing in. You know, as far as who's listed so far, and it's really light. So I'm assuming D23, whenever that is this year, will have a lot more um, bang to the buck when it comes to announcements. I think so. Because I mean, they have to. Yeah, I was wanted to see if like John Walker, you know, White Russell and some of those other people were cast in this, you know, where the New World Order could be, again, getting super soldiers together, working together to fight off or push back. But again, even if that's the story with that, 
where does that end that we have a good note? Like, oh, we have them under control, but we still have four years later for Secret Wars. <laughs> you know? That's why I don't, th- now that you guys actually brought the timeline, I don't think Secret Wars has anything to do with this. I'm not sure that it does. I think, I think by the time we get done with Kang Dynasty and whatever happens there, it's going to lead into that Secret Wars. Yeah. And Secret Wars I think, is going to set up, I think, what we all want Secret Wars to be. Hopefully. Hopefully. But I think, like, especially since right before Secret Wars, you have Fantastic Four. So I Doom honestly think, four, yeah. I think Fantastic Four, Reed Richards, and we're going to probably have a Doctor Doom moment for Secret Wars because that that's a given. And I think that's where that tie-ins for Secret Wars is. I think Secret Invasion in this part of the Marvel storyline has nothing to do with Secret Wars. It can't. It's too far away. I don't think it does. What's really interesting, and even when they announced it, just having back-to-back the Kang Dynasty and then Secret Wars, those aren't two things that immediately go together like peanut butter and jelly. Well, they kind of do. I mean, you got to remember the original Secret Secret Wars did have Kang, and it was... The team up, the team up on the villain side of Secret Wars was Kang and Doctor Doom, and then you, you know, you had the maybe Beyonder, I, I guess everybody. If, I guess when you sequence the three of them together like that, yeah. Then, because then, when okay. you th- when you when I'm thinking about it now, because it's you have the Fantastic Four right before them. That's where okay. the, that's where that's you've convinced sequence. me. It just on its surface, it's not. It it doesn't. Again, guys, we, these are all speculations by three fucking nerds. Yeah, we're uh, trying to piece the puzzle. Nothing better to do than speculate. We're trying yeah. to piece the puzzle that yeah, Marvel to make laid this it make out. Sense. Yeah, to make it make sense because, like, and and, and think about it, Bobby. They simply did this to us simply by having the possibility that Rhodey is a scroll this whole yeah. time. Yeah, the, the the yeah, and just the implications of like what. What in the world does that do to the entire Marvel storyline? Yeah, and then who else is part of this? It would only, I mean, especially if you think about them being able to take, I, I know the Super Scrolls just happened, but yes. you, you wonder what like possibilities there could be because you always think about, you they could only take the form of other human people. people. Yeah, they can't, I mean? they can't copy at least before the whole super scroll thing, they couldn't copy powers. Yeah. That, the whole point of the super scrolls was because graphic t- said the super scrolls are being made because of these superpower beings. Yeah. We need to be up. able to fight. Yeah. yeah. They need to be able to fight them. So, so that, that's why I was just wondering. It's like roadie, Tony. I don't uh, think you're going to, no, no, you I'm go just going through it? like, you know, the, the people that they possibly could Hawkeye, black widow, like Hawkeye's one. Definitely. Uh, Hawkeye, they could have taken him. You know what I mean? Like th- those are the potential, the only people that they could take over. But here's the thing, Bobby. Do you think they would really go that route? Because we got to remember now, comic book wise, Secret Invasion, Tony Stark was a scroll. That was the big thing. That, that was the whole thing is Tony Stark a scroll. Would they really go back? What if that's how like the Tony Stark thing is? And Tony like, Stark comes back. That's that's how it is. He's been locked up in the, the battery chamber. Um, and it was scroll scroll Stark. You that get snapped. you get angry at me for tinfoil hat. 
I got to put on a tinfoil hat when I'm trying to fill an hour of fucking show on something that I didn't think was that good. So I'm either really good at hosting or, you know, to expand this as much as I can, or we would have been done fucking 30 minutes ago. No, no, dude, dude. I am so happy because you're the one who just came up with the tinfoil hat, and I want to applaud you because only I thought I would be the one to ever come out with a crazy thing about Tony Stark showing up. If we're going to bring people back, you know what I mean? It would be the easiest way to do it. You know, him and Rhodey both got captured. Welcome to my boat, Bob. Welcome to the boat of the crazy people with yes. the tinfoil hats. So with that, let's get to our final thoughts. David, the camera's on you, so I'm going to let you go first. Final thoughts of this one. Just like you said, I mean, it's a very simple episode. It's not bad. By far, it, it, the series Our is discussion not, was better than the episode. Yeah, I think the discussion that we had <laughs> and the speculation was better because of the questions that the the surprises gave us but overall the episode was really simple nothing much really happened i had a 71 for this episode because it was just middling uh-huh and my main pros for the episode was i love the dialogue and banter that nick fury had with talos i love the the dialogue scene between talos and gravik that was really cool we finally got to see Gravik's motivations for God's sakes. But just like we said, by the end of it, I was left with, okay, well, where did this lead us? Mm-hmm. And it, didn't, it felt like it didn't lead us anywhere yet. Okay. 71, Steven. Yeah, I'm going with a 70 and, and I like this. I like the guessing that it's causing me to have, or all of us to have and, and the speculation of who could be this or who could be that. But by the same token, I found myself more during this episode and just in general, this series compared to past series on my phone as much as I was watching in terms of like being distracted. It's not sucking me in and keeping my full undivided attention. Yeah. Whereas even She-Hulk, I was not on my phone. So I gauge a lot of that kind of stuff based, based on up. my phone time during yeah, television. You know, yeah, I absolutely. Agree. Because no, no, if, yeah, yeah. if, if I get distracted by an Instagram reel over what's going on the television, exactly. Um, what what entertainment is better for that three minutes or whatever? I was on my phone. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's how I have to to judge it. Uh, I'm gonna give it as uh, I'm low. I'm I'm giving it a 65. Again, I didn't think this was a, it was a good episode, but I didn't think it was moving. I think our conversation that we had about the episode and the theories that we came up with were way better in the episode. Uh, again, there were strong scenes, there were strong kind of themes and things that were going on, but it was a very forgettable episode um, for me. Uh, so that's why I went with the 65. Uh, that'll give us a 69 overall. I wish I said I could have made that up, but I had a 65 in my head the whole time. <laughs> I didn't adjust that based on your score to come up with 69. I promise. Uh, but we we will see I, again for this being halfway the halfway point of the series on to see how the second half goes. Uh, remember, however you found us, remember rate, review, subscribe. It helps out the show. Uh, if you want to hear more of us, go to RaymanDigitalMedia.com, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you. Okay, shut up, shut up, shut the fuck up!